Okay, so we got a question today about eating disorders, stress, and digestive issues. So basically, we have someone who has issues when it comes down to having a history of vomiting and issues with eating disorders. And one of the main questions they say, I so I thought going through your courses and started thinking about how vomiting may have affected my digestion and stomach overall. I'm also a vegan since about seven years, and I have protein issues that you keep mentioning. What are the ways in which I can support my stomach? And if there were anything to start eating some animal products, what is one of the best results in your clients? I'm really opposed to eating red meat. Well, perhaps consider fish. Okay, so here's a couple of things. Number one, anytime there's like three, four things that we can go through with this. Number one, when a person is having issues, when it comes down to eating disorders, um, we have to look at every level of energy on that. So from one, what you're going to learn is the more trauma a person has or the more stress that a person has, the more that they start to lose connection with their body. Why? Because stress and adrenaline can numb the body. The more numb the body is due to the amount of stress or trauma one may have is going to create an environment where a person is going to be numb. So what you'll learn is people will stop, I mean, start becoming compulsive with things, but also stop really nourishing their body. There's a book called um, Eastern Body, Western Mind. And chapter one of the first chapters, the author describes when a person is out of their root chakra is what we call it, just really in fight or flight, high adrenaline, um, hypervigilant. What happens with these people is that they get into a position where they start to lose uh, the nurturing process of taking care of their body. So number two, if you are a vegan and you're not eating enough protein and meat, um, you will create issues with a digestion in many different ways. And number three, there's going to be a correlation between vomiting. Yes, there is a correlation between that. Uh, the, remember, if you vomit, you are going to be triggering the stomach and the esophagus and the muscles around it in your upper abdominals to force the food up. So the couple steps that I will have you start, and then if you want to start eating a protein, uh, what has worked for my clients in the past? So number one, the first thing we have to do is we have to manage your stress levels. Um, in order to manage your stress levels, one of the first things I teach clients is you have internal stress and then external stress. External stress is the stresses that we really can't control. Those are the stressors like work. Those are the stresses like traffic. Those are the stresses that are in the environment. Number two, you have the internal stresses. These are the stressors that I really want to focus on first because usually they're the first stressors that give us a little more energy. They're the first stressors that free up some time for us to be able to manage the external stressors. So the more you control the internal stressors, the better you'll get at controlling and managing the external stressors. So the first thing you have to do is anytime I work with a client, I always, if someone has adrenal fatigue or issues with too much stress, we take control of the internal stressors by managing their blood sugar. The reason why is because remember, fight or flight, anytime the nervous system perceives stress, the, the body communicates with the hypothalamus pituitary adrenals. We call that the HPA axis to produce adrenaline and cortisol to prepare the muscles and body for fight or flight. When you're in that state, you turn off digestion. So you have digestive juices in the gastric, um, gastric acid, also known as stomach acid, are turned off. Your body will not release bile, which break down fat in your diet, and your body will not release an enzyme production from your pancreas would decrease. So now if we throw meat in your body, a person can actually start feeling a little tired, feeling a little sick because they just threw meat in the body and they're not digesting meat correctly. The difference is if you're really a vegan, but you're plant-based and you throw 
things like vegetables in there, especially raw vegetables. Raw vegetables can be hard to digest, but one thing that's beneficial about that when a person is under fight or flight is that uh, raw vegetables and fruits have its own enzymes. So it won't give a person as bad as a reaction. So one of the first things I can see clients do is they slowly start to pull themselves away from eating things like meat because when they eat it, they feel tired, okay? Number two, what happens is when you're in this position and you're breaking this down in your body, a person, the more stressed that a person is, the more consciousness of safety and security issues they're going to go through. So money can be an issue. People can be an issue. Um, making sure that you protect your property, your ownership of your family, things of that nature, those things can be huge triggers for you. So I say that to say, when a person has childhood trauma, if you have childhood trauma and you or you have a lot of stress, you can find the ego trying to find the ism to be a part of. Because a lot of times we're looking for something or, or, or a group of people that we can feel uh, connected to because and we can trust. And when we trust those people and we get connected with them, it's hard to have an open mind on the other side. So if a person has a lot of childhood trauma or a lot of stress and they fall into veganism and it works out perfect for them, and then after years, they're still struggling with issues and digestive problems and energy problems and skin problems, then what tends to happen is they would totally ignore the fact that it may be the diet. They would think about other things that it can be because it's hard for them to have an open mind when you're watching all the YouTube videos of this particular group or you're watching. And this same thing goes for people if they just want to be carnivore by themselves, right? So it goes both ends of the, the spectrum. So when a person wants to go extreme to one end and they're really stressed, it's hard for them to keep an open mind. One of the main reasons is because the more stressed that a person is, the more that the reptilian brain, if you look at the brain, we have the reptilian brain, we have the um, mammal brain, which is the emotional brain, and then we have the neocortex, which is the intellectual part of the brain. The more stressed that a person is, the more you're going to be tapping into the reptilian brain, which is safety, security, substance, and procreation, which means for you to be able to be intellectual and make an intellectual open mind, have an open mind to make decisions and different ideas, it's going to be very challenging because you're going to be going through a particular stress that's keeping you in the safety and security. Number two, when your body does have to produce fight or flight, you're going to have waves of blood sugar. So fatigue during the day, uh, dry mouth, peeing a lot, can't sleep because you're too hot, um, skin issues, digestive issues, mood changes. So you may play with depression or anxiety, things of that nature. Because if you eat a, a breakfast, remember protein and fat slow down the digestion of carbohydrates. Protein and fat stabilize blood sugar. So a lot of people can fall to eating too many carbohydrates and they're there, if you're already stressed, your body has to produce blood sugar like gluconeogenesis to be able to create, uh, to support fight or flight in your muscular system. Now, you already spike your blood sugar without you having even to eat anything due to being in a fight or flight. So then if you repair or you try to recover from fight or flight by eating a bunch of carbohydrates, you're going to take your body through that same system. Remember, when you spike blood sugar and it goes, the, the faster you spike blood sugar, the faster it drops. And we call that hypoglycemia. When you go into being hypoglycemic, the body gets shaky, uh, sweaty, uh, the body would turn off digestion, the body's going to produce its own blood sugar, and then you're going to be craving salt and sugar, looking for a, a, some type of stimulant to bring your energy back up, and then you're going to be going through that wave throughout the day, and it's just not worth it. So those are some of the reasons why a person is stressed and how trauma, stress can not only affect you when, in a position where you are having issues with digesting meat, right? because you're not producing enough hydrochloric acid, because remember, you're in fight or flight, 
the body doesn't produce enough hydrochloric acid or even produce enough enzymes or bile. Now, additionally to that, when a person is having those issues, you can find a person having issues when it comes down to um, when they go vegan and they don't eat meat, they're not actually triggering the production of stomach acid as well. So you have two things that stopping you from producing enough stomach acid. So what I usually do with a client when they do want to um, start to implement some protein, first we teach them and I educate them on the importance of your blood sugar. So when you wake up in the morning, just do this test for three days. Don't eat foods that are hypoglycemic. So for an example, you wake up and you usually eating oatmeal with berries, you're spiking your, your insulin levels like crazy or your blood sugar levels like crazy, which then anytime blood sugar goes up, insulin has to come in, take that blood sugar out the blood. The faster it spikes, the faster it responses. And then when that thing drops, your body has to produce cortisol and adrenaline to produce gluconeogenesis to pick up the blood sugar naturally again. So it's a cycle. So the first thing we do is we start to trade. I do three days. I take a client's all their starches out. I take all the starches, potatoes, bread, uh, pastas. I take all that out. And then we trade it for fruits and vegetables that are low glycemic. So what I mean is in the morning, if a person is going to eat in the morning, we usually have them do a, um, like, uh, for an example, this is an example of a client that what I give them. I give them three eggs. We cook it in organic cold press coconut oil. On the side, we cut up a, a open a avocado. We take that. We put that to the side, and then we have either a half of a green apple or a handful of blueberries. And then I say, and then make sure you drink enough water. And I tell the client, you tell me if you get tired, if you eat that at eight, are you falling asleep or you getting tired at 10 in the morning like you used to? You tell me if you get anxiety after eating. You tell me. So we track everything. Most, majority of my clients, I haven't had a client that had the issues that you described in this question that hasn't benefited from that. It just hasn't benefited from that. So. What I will say is the first thing that I start throwing in a client, I mean, in, in, to, I work with a lot of vegans, especially in the entertainment industry, where um, there's a huge, there was a huge push, especially in 2020 when I was in LA in 2021, that a lot of people wanted to be vegan because there was a particular couple of movies that came out on Netflix that really influenced people to want to do it. And look, if you're going from eating Popeyes and you're going to eat from McDonald's and Burger King and fast food to actually eating more of like plant-based, that's a huge transition. That's going to be beneficial, right? But if you're, if you're doing something now and you're there and you notice that you're getting a whole bunch of problems, now it's time to make the other transition and keep an open mind and see what's missing. And usually what I see missing is people spiking their blood sugar too much and not eating enough protein to stabilize their blood sugar. So the first thing people are usually comfortable with is salmon. So usually when I eat, when I have work with somebody that has blood sugar issues, I usually implement salmon in their diet. So what we do is we take salmon, well, we take a, a salmon with some green leafy vegetables, um, some avocado in there. And then, like I said, usually glow, glow, the, the fruits that I'm okay with my clients that they do very well with when they have a fight or flight system is berries. Um, of course, avocados are fruit, but some berries in a green apple, one of those you know, any type of berry and green apple, don't overdo it because you will cause issues. And then I always make clients track it. So track your weight, track your mood, track your energy, track your sleep, track these things, track when you get tired, track these things. And then what you'll notice is a client usually always comes back into the picture and they kind of mess up sometimes by having like a cup of rice with friends or something and they immediately feel it. So you, remember, you, you can't really become conscious of anything unless you know the polarity of something. So you don't know what good is without bad. So you don't know if this is working unless when you go back to the old lifestyle, if you see the same symptoms that you had for the last couple of years, 
occur, then you will be more confident to stick to the game plan. So I always tell clients, it's okay if you make a mistake. Now, when you do have that meal and you do go into eat, so salmon is the first usually one I throw in. When you have that meal, I tell a client, take a lemon, cut the lemon in half, squeeze that lemon into a cup, fill that cup up with eight ounces to 12 ounces of water and drink that as you're eating the meat. And then take the other half, squeeze it into water and drink that when you're done. What you're going to see is you're going to see an improvement of digestion. I mean, digesting the salmon itself. If you're someone that hasn't eaten meat in a long time, you just throw some meat in the body, you may not have the digestive power to break down that meat. So we have to be aware of that. So we prepare your digestive system with the lemon. Lemon is known to be a little acidic and it can help digest meat. Another thing you can do, if your blood sugars are not crazy out of control, you can test this. Take a couple slices of either papaya or pineapple and eat it with your meat. Those not only are acidic, but they also, specifically the pineapples acidic, those have strong enzymes for meat to help you break down meat uh, specifically. So, um, so that's how you handle that. So if you are in fight or flight, if you have any issues when it comes down to being in fight or flight, um, I would say first, control your internal stressors. We do that by controlling your blood sugar. And as soon as we control your blood sugar, then we have to figure out what's the root cause to your, your um, environment stress. And usually what we find with that, so the more we take care of your stress, the more, the less numb you become, the less compulsive you become, and then the more better decisions you can make for yourself without doing overeating one moment and then noticing how much you overate and feeling bad about it and then trying to get rid of it. Uh, personally, I used to have a eating disorder when I was about 18, 19 years old. I wanted to lose weight and I, I came across an, a, lac, a laxative um, bottle that I noticed that anytime I drink, if I drink that, I can just get rid of all the junk food I ate. So I'll order a pie of pizza, have some ice cream. And then my whole family knew I was going to drink that. But we just were unaware that it was actually like an eating disorder. It was like I was telling them I was cleansing, right? So um, come to find out that it was an eating disorder. And I, and I was trying to run away with the, from the root cause. I grew up with tremendous amount of childhood trauma. And I was always in fight or flight. And I didn't believe none of this stuff, to be completely honest. I didn't believe stress was a real thing until I was 20, 26 years old and I had three anxiety, anxiety attacks in one week where I thought I was having a heart attack. So um, I'm telling you this to save you a lot of time. So as soon as we figure out, we get the internal stressors going, then I want you to look at your bowel movements for the next three days and see a shift in your bowels. If you followed everything I said, you should start seeing a nice healthy brown poop or getting to that stage. But then we have to figure out what's causing a root cause. Is it that you're too nice and you feel guilty saying no to people and you're, all, you're, you're burning yourself out throughout the day? Is it that you are in a position where you're um, struggling with perfectionism and you're, you have the fear of criticism and that's stopping you from actually wanting to move to the next job or next position or next uh, thing in your life where you are in a position where you feel better and happier in your life? So we have to find the root cause. There's many root causes that can cause this subconscious stress to make someone make decisions that then put them in a situation of not caring for their body. So I hope this video helps. And uh, yep, I'll see you in the next one.